Blog Talk Radio. Yo, this is your boy, G-Ski Rocks. And this is going out to the lovely, lovely women of the world. I know sometimes you have to make a hard decision. But I want you to think about this. Welcome to True Life Fridays Radio. Almost like we're back from the dead. Uh, This is my summer break, and we get to have another radio broadcast. On with me is my co-host, Thomas Smith. How you doing? All right. We're on. We're live. Yes, we are. And we are going to have quite a good time tonight. We probably will not have any listeners, but that's okay because we're just kind of creeping back out. But like Letitia said, welcome once again to True Life Fridays Radio, broadcasting Saturday night at 10 p.m. Central Time, 11 Eastern Time, and 10 Mountain and Pacific because you know in Arizona, they don't do the daylight savings time. So, as it is, you know, there's a lot going on in the news. I mean, Leticia, we got so much to talk about, it's not even funny. Um, one thing that I want to point out, you know, there, there's been many pro-life issues that's come, that's come down the pipe since we've last broadcast. You've had the bathroom issue. Which some may say, how is that a pro-life issue? Well, it's pro a pro-life issue because you have the lives of little boys, little girls, and women put in jeopardy from pedophiles who who are looking to exploit the um, law, and they they already have. 
the mainstream media just hasn't bothered to cover what has happened. But that no, is it's a very inconvenient inconvenient thing to draw a line between transgender politics and exactly. pedophiles. Right. But what we're going to address in the time that we have today is very important because, Leticia, quite frankly, I'm tired of the narrative that, that's going around that says, if I do not vote for Donald Trump, that somehow that's the vote for Hillary. So my question to those of you who are saying that, if I don't vote for Hillary, is that a vote for Donald Trump? So you see how stupid that narrative sounds? You cannot take away my freedom of choice. If I choose not to vote for either one of those two, that's my right. And those of you so-called conservatives who are hammering other principled Christian conservatives who cannot bring themselves to vote for someone who is an egotistical, chauvinistic narcissist who is just downright dirty and mean. All right, before we get there, before we get there, before I know I were rip roaring to go uh, and do and and uh, dissect the character that is Donald Trump uh, out of the gate. Um, I want to take this step by step. And right. first of all, um, I can have an appreciation for the different points of view that are out there about what right. what is what's going to happen. In November. However, let's um, let's first before we get there, let's first talk about uh, the the presidential election in 2016 as it is, and the way it looks. Is is, are are we looking at inevitables? Um, And most importantly, um, how does 2016 compare to 2012? Right and read our if you read our 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 show uh description for today um let me read it to you because i think i i think we set it up this way in order to really give a good sense of where this where we should talk what direction we should talk in and right and so basically hillary clinton has a well-known political agenda and the outlook under another Clinton White House is worth it's worth discussing, even if it is pretty predictable. A Donald right. Trump presidency has far more uncertainty as far as policy goes, and controversy over his potential leadership is mounting and growing and getting more extreme every day. The question right. for us is how is a pro-life voter supposed to weigh these candidates or even, you know, there are other candidates out there and they're worth talking about too. Um, but given the wild card nature of Trump, who is the Republican front runner at this point, right. do the old rules even apply anymore? Right. Do they even apply? Do are is this the same discussion we're having this year, the same as the one we could have had in 2012, or even 2000, 2008? Yep. Is this is this the same kind of election? I'm I'm personally I don't know that it is. Now I don't know enough to say that it's not, but it sure looks like it's shaping up to be a unique election uh, given the circumstances that we have not experienced in decades of GOP versus Democrats. Right. Um, Absolutely right. It's not even, it's not even 96. It's not even 2000. It's not even uh, anything that, um, let's see. No, I think, I, I think I, I meant that. Yeah, 96. That's when, 
Ross Perot was a candidate. And I don't, I, I really yeah. don't think it's like that. But wasn't Ross Perot put in there as a spoiler to help Bill Clinton win again? <laughs> I don't know. The rumors flew, but you know, it looks like it looked to me like Ross Perot really wanted to be a president. He really ran for honest to goodness intentions. Right. But it's it's not even 2016 is not even like that. And we've had some interesting elections. Right. So first of all, so so let's talk about is 2016. This that's my position. Is 2016 anything like any previous election that we've ever had? Actually, before we do anything, we got to backtrack because we forgot to pray the show in. Oh, you are correct. <laughs> yes. So, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19 says, we, we record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life so that you and your seed may live. Dear Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, once again, I'm thankful, along with the host of this show, True Life Fridays Radio, once again, to be able to broadcast live on Blog Talk Radio. Lord, we have reached a crucial season in this election cycle, in the, in the history of our country, Lord God. So, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus for words of wisdom for myself and Letitia that we may be able to impart knowledge to those who will listen to this broadcast and that they will understand the heart from which we speak. We say we love you, and we bless you, Lord, and we thank you for forgiveness of our sins. In the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. There. So, yeah, as so, so saying, when, as we were saying, um, the issue for, I mean, we're, particularly what we're dealing with here uh, on True Life Fridays Radio is, whether or not uh, 2016 pro-life voter, like Thomas and I are, how does this election year stack up against all previous years? So for there's a couple of things that I want to point out. There's a couple of things I want to point out, maybe more, more than a couple of things. Um, first of all, on the Democrat side, we have an almost – Almost lock de- lockstep Democratic Party that will nominate Hillary Clinton. Now I realize that there are plenty of people that think that Hillary Clinton is not the inevitable nominee for the Democrats. They believe that Bernie Sanders has a chance. I really haven't a clue about that. You know, if we were looking things simply on on party politics alone, I would be rooting for Bernie because uh, just because I like to make trouble for Hillary. But when I take a step back and I look at Bernie Sanders and what he stands for, I mean, really, what's running for the Democratic nomination this year is thing one and thing two. And who is go- if I were a Democrat, I'd be hurting today. Wondering which one of these twins, these politically ideological twins, to vote for. And right. as much as I think the Bernie supporters are just off the rails, crazy socialists who've been indoctrinated since birth, <laughs> they have, forgive them, Lord, for they know not what they do and know not what they don't know. Um, I actually have a small amount of respect 
for their idealism that they see through. Most of them are supporting Hillary. I mean, I'm sorry, supporting Bernie because they see the deceptiveness, the dishonesty, and downright politicking, rotten politicking of Hillary Clinton. And they're 100% correct on that. Right. Bernie Sanders appears to be a micromillimeter more honest. And I'm, I think I'm giving him as much credit as he deserves. He has come out and said what Hillary will not say because she needs broad spectrum appeal. I doubt she has it. But Bernie does not have to hide behind that facade. He can actually say what's on both of their minds, which is rank socialist policy. Right. Uh, you know, I love Marxism is written all over their foreheads. Right. So, but but he's willing to come out and say it. So the the question for me becomes: Would I like to see him uh, as president more than I would like to see Hillary? Absolutely not. <laughs> I I just. It, it is a decision between two halves of a rotten hamburger bun. Right. There is no value on either side or even down the middle. Now, if right. we go on the so, – so that's that's on the Democrat side. Uh, I'd like to see the comedy that is the Democrat Nas- Democrat Party right now happening because Bernie is kind of giving Hillary a run for her money. I still think she's got him down two to one, but he's giving her a little trouble. It's amusing as far as, you know, as only as far as an ant can jump. It's it's a little amusing. (laughs) Just a little. On the other side of the political spectrum is the GOP. That is, I don't know if I've got the right adjectives for what is happening. I really Uh, uh, don't. Because what we have seen in the emergence of Donald Trump as the front runner is is amazing as far as um, as far as things that can happen. It's amazing that a man who is a Democrat. At heart, right, and a Democrat in policy has received the most electoral, the most delegates for the general, for the for the GOP convention to vote him as the nominee in the general right. uh, convention in the national convention. So he's the presumed nominee for president a man who has spent every day of his political life however that's however much politics he actually thinks about a man who admits that he's never read the constitution of the united states a man that has advocated policies that are bad for america a man who has stood on the side of the corporate bigwigs, fat cats, wolves, et cetera, et cetera, that um, everybody dislikes, but at the same time right. admires, do you like? And in a man who donates copious amounts of money uh, just to grease the wheels of his own corporation uh, to move right. forward. I mean, the man is not your ideal candidate for any party. Right. As far as ideals go. As far as ideals go. He's a pragmatist for himself. And and before I, because I have to t- say for himself, because if I stop saying he's a pragmatist, a lot of people will say, well, isn't that a good thing? I mean, he just does what is practical. And isn't that, uh, isn't that good? No, not necessarily, because he's a pragmatist for himself. If it does something to gain him leverage as 
as he has done so far, that's what he's going to do, whether it is good for the uh, the American public or not. He does what has been good for his business and good for his bottom line. Right. That's it. Um, right. So, so here's the lay of the land. We have, so if we go to November, here's the lay of the land. We have a candidate. Let's let's presume that Hillary Clinton is going to be the Democrat nominee, and Donald Trump is the Republican nominee. We have two people that are more alike than they are different. Right. From both parties. How is that right. for a kick in the pants? This is a massive failure on the part of Republicans, all Republicans, to secure a candidate that actually represents the party platform. Right. And I get how is that for a kick in the pants? Now we can. I'd love to analyze the rise of Donald Trump, and we may spend time doing that. But, you know, as the lay of the land goes right now, we have this very unique situation where conservative pro-life voters like myself are in a little bit of a dilemma. Do I vote for <laughs> and I, I'm, do I, I do I vote for the poison that is in front of you, Democrats, or do I vote for the poison that is? In front of me, and then since I clearly can't vote for the poison that is in front of you, and I clearly can't vote for the poison that is in front of me, uh, what would I do? <laughs> right. Um. So, you want to talk about now? Is the, do you have anything you want to add to laying out the situation before us in 2016? Well, I'm gonna put it like this. We have not had really a principal person of character since I don't know when. And we had an opportunity placed before us to raise up or actually to choose the man of God who I believe God raised up. I believe he gave us an opportunity. And because we, being so angry at the last eight years of Obama, that the same thing we complained about Obama about, we're giving Donald Trump a free pass. See, it's the same, it's the same exact scenario. When Obama came into office, he was an unknown. Yeah, he has spent 142 days in Congress. <laughs> that was the extent. That was the extent of his experience, and he voted present on most of the bills that he was there for, or. He voted against the Infant Born Alive Act when mm-hmm. he was a senator from the state of Illinois. Yes, folks, Donald Trump is a political outsider in this, in the aspect that he's never been in politics. But let's keep it real. Donald Trump is not anti-establishment. Donald Trump No, yes, that's correct. is a part of the establishment because he bragged about buying off politicians. And then he likes to say, "Hey, that's the that's the art of the deal. That's part of doing business." Well, he's right about that. He's right about that. Every major corporation in the United States, every big business, donates money to candidates or uh, specifically political action committees. They're right. candidates. They donate to them. They donate to the conventions, Democrats or and Republicans, both. 
um, in order to gain leverage. Now, right. But never okay. America, it is never as clean as that, and that's already dirty. Big right. businesses donate to both parties, but they don't donate to both parties equally. Right. So the majority of your big corporations in America donate to dem- the Democrats. Right. They donate some to Republicans. So, I mean, I, I hear this a lot. Oh, you know, Donald Trump has donated to everybody. Blah, blah, blah. He may have. I believe it. But who does he want to see elected more? And Democrat. the majority of the time, not, I'm not talking about how much money he spends. Who does he who does he spend more time courting, talking to, schmoozing, schmoozing with, and gaining favors from? It is the people from the Democrat Party. Right. He has swum, swum. He has swum in Democrat waters for most of his life. Right. So I do not believe at all. This idea that he can pass as a Republican. I don't even give him the benefit of calling him a Republican in name only because I don't even think that's a name that he puts on himself. He is just a pretender. He is not – he's a wolf right. in sheep's clothing, and, and he's not – doesn't even look like a sheep. <laughs> he doesn't right. look like a sheep. He doesn't act like a sheep. Um, he just comes in. And puts his name. He put his name on the the ballot on the party, and he has not run as a Republican. He doesn't run like a Republican. He doesn't talk like a Republican. He doesn't say anything that's like a conservative Republican. So right. how has he gotten this far? He has made it sound like not he he has not made Republican statements. He instead he has made statements that more conservative people want to hear by talking about the results. Right. For instance, we're going to build a wall. We're going to make Mexico pay for it. Okay, deep in my heart, that's a cute idea. Ooh, if we can only make that happen. <laughs> in theory, in theory, do you think for one moment on this earth in this universe that we could ever do that that mexico would ever agree to anything even under duress there is no way you can say that with any kind of factual um factual backing to say that it's even possible not in this universe sure it's a great idea so is building you know, so is like, so is so is science fiction, <laughs> and that yeah. that only happens on television and in movies. What Donald Trump has suggested in "Let's Build a Wall and Let's Make Mexico Pay for It" is science fiction. It's fantasy. It's a great story. I would love it if it were true. It would be it would be cute. It would be a neat idea. However, it is politically totally unfeasible. And why people don't – so you're right about people are so dying to hear something they want to want to hear. And a guy who dares to say it, that they throw yeah. in behind Donald Trump no matter what he says. Right. I mean, tomorrow he could come out and speak make a speech and tell everybody that he is mere months away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America. And the same people that threw up when Barack Obama had said it are going to eat his words right out of his mouth and say, oh, give me more. That is the nature of this election. And let's go back to the question of, of whether or not 2016 is it like any other previous election. And I think, yes, it's an election. It's an American election. And it is right. different 
certain points different enough that I think this is my opinion and my opinion only. It is, I don't think the old rules apply here. Um, and I want to address the objection that you raised when people say a vote for for a third-party candidate or for somebody else, anybody else, except Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton is a vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm not 100% sure the rule that rule applies to this election. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say okay then all of the never Trump people are making the right decision. I I don't know. I simply do not know. Up until Trump got 1237, I could have considered myself a never Trump person. Actually, when Ted Cruz withdrew and suspended his campaign, I stopped saying never Trump because it seemed like he was the only man, he was the last man standing. <laughs> and it wasn't going to happen. Ted Ted Cruz was was the the final and last person in Donald Trump's way. So, right. I can't say never Trump when I can't be certain that that's a, that's going to make a difference. He is the presumptive nominee. I'm not and people are going, "Oh, you're throwing your hands up and and you're giving up." I did not say that. I'm just saying that's how it looks from here. From where we stand today. If if a miracle happens between now and November, I'm all for it. I'm praying for it. I'm praying for something to happen so that we don't go down this road. But as it stands today, Trump is the presumptive nominee, and I can never Trump all day long. I, it really doesn't matter. I do not want him to be the nominee, but it looks like what I want doesn't matter. And, Leticia, let me address that. Here's the thing. We're going to have to stand and give an account before God. It's not just it's not just Donald Trump. It's what Donald Trump has said. The fact that he came out and said that he doesn't feel that he has ever done anything to need God's forgiveness, and if he has, he goes out. And how do he say it? He goes out and, like, says three Hail Marys or whatever it was he said. It was something really <laughs> astronomical and crazy. The fact of the matter is this. You have a man who exploits believers, who mocks God, and and that in and of itself, there there is no there is no there is no compromise there for me. And and the character, you know, you know people by their fruit. And here, here's the thing of it is, he has openly been bragging and telling the voters what he is going to do. He has been telling people exactly who he is. Sure. And let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. 65 to 70 percent of the people that voted for Donald Trump, Donald Trump, were Democrats who crossed over in the open Republican primaries. Democrats have have closed primaries in all states but three. Why is that? Because they don't want the Republicans to be able to do to the Democrats what they did to us. And I'm going to tell you point blank. Donald is a Trojan horse. Oh, without until, a doubt. Up until he, up until he um, ran, decided to run for president. And here's the thing. 
if he wanted to be president, knowing that he was a Democrat, why didn't he run on a Democratic ticket? I'll tell you why. Because he is best friends with the Clintons. They were in his wedding when he married Marla Maples or Ivana, whichever one it was. It was one of the two. They were at his wedding. I could have overlooked his character flaws, but when you instigate violence, you you say nasty things about people who disagree with you, that makes you a petulant little child. Oh, and by the way, to those of you too ignorant to um, actually look up things, the quote, make America great, came from Ronald Reagan. Of course it did. The same Ronald Reagan that Donald Trump proceeded to totally trash in one of his books. I do believe it was Art of the Deal. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden some of you are out there comparing him to Ronald Reagan. I don't y'all know need a good flogging. smoking. What? I said y'all need a good flogging because yeah. that is the most ridiculous lie of the day. Exactly. Donald Trump couldn't Donald Trump couldn't hold a candle to um, uh, Ronald Reagan on his. And for those of you say, well, he was for, well, Ronald Reagan was for amnesty. Well, let me tell you the story about that. The Democrats, as they've been so well known to do, told Ronald Reagan, if you agree to do this, then we'll do this. We'll make sure the border's secured. And as they're so aptly well-known to do, they lied. If there's one thing the Democratic Party does very well, they lie. You lie mm-hmm. very well. And let's just call a spade a spade. You lie very well. But let me tell you something like this, and I'm going to go there for a minute. You're not invincible because at the end of the day, bruh, sis, Republican, Democrat, those of you who are calling yourselves trying to make a mockery of God in every aspect, every way you can, you will give an account. You will be held accountable. For those of you who believe that truth is relative, you're going to find out that your truth wasn't relative but that it was absolute because the Bible is very clear. You will know them by their fruit. Yeah. I mean, we know from this standpoint that Donald Trump is no Republican. I mean, that is plain as the nose on his face. And so we're not talking about whether or not he would make a good Republican or what ideals he subscribes to. We already know that. He doesn't subscribe to hardly any conservative, much less Republican, much less sensible ideals that have kept this country running for 250 years. I mean, how could he? He has admitted not to have read the Constitution He has no idea how this government is supposed to operate. He does not know what a president is supposed to do in office. And so if he sounds like he's making it up as he goes along, that's because he is. And the sad part is, so here we are. I mean, okay, you know, we'll we'll, we'll stop off here and talk about his supporters. He could say tomorrow that he killed 10 people, and they would still go, oh, my gosh, we've never had anybody that's killed 10 people running for office before. Let's vote him in because that is unique, awesome. We've never done that before. Let's try something different. And the pull of the let's try something different has been the thing that has floated 
affect his popularity, his true popularity. I'm not talking about people who are crossover voting for him, who were crossover voting for him in the primary. And yes, I knew that was happening. That was the only way that he was winning so many states. Right. Was crossover was cost crossover sabotage. I called it way way before um the first Super Tuesday. But anyway, um all of that is is water under the bridge. His supporters are fanatical at this point. Unable to be reasoned with because whatever he says because it is so radically unpresidential, radically not policy based and not good policy based radically I don't even want to say different because it's it radically ignorant that it reinforces in their minds that he's a good choice because he doesn't know how Washington works he doesn't know how politics works and I submit to you ladies and gentlemen who think that's a great thing under normal circumstances you would think the man is insane because a person who doesn't know how Washington works and who doesn't know how the government should work is a person who doesn't know how anything works right. in government. And you don't want an ignoramus for a president of the United States. You have run 180 degrees in the opposite direction of fully informed, competent, and able yeah. as a president. You have run to the opposite end. You've run to absolute idiocy. You want a clown, an absurd political clown for president. That's what you're getting in Donald Trump because he knows nothing, and that is not a virtue. That is not an asset. No rhyme or reason will persuade his supporters at this point, his ardent supporters, because they're convinced that's the appeal. Okay. I'm I'm baff I've been baffled for months upon months. I've made peace for this because ever since he locked his twelve thirty seven down, I have shown very little interest in anything that he has to say. <laughs> because I I mean why? He, there's nothing new that he could contribute to the conversation anymore. Nobody's challenging him. He has no challenger. Um, he has refused to debate. He refused to debate uh, Ted Cruz on that very last occasion. He refuses to yeah. debate anybody of substance. He's re- he refuses to b- debate anybody that act- will actually challenge him to, for honest political questions. Now, um, I don't want to go down this trail too far because because we have more important things to talk about, but I think the the Donald Trump supporter has become totally irrational because I don't want to say they've just lost their minds, even though they have. But they have been so desperate for someone they think is an outsider. They cling to him and are not listening to the critics at all. At all. That is a feature. Now, what, I, what the point I want to make about that is that is a feature, and you pointed this out uh, when Obama, Barack Obama was running for president in 2008. But we can forgive Democrats for being themselves. I have friends and associates who are bona fide conservatives who are over the moon in love with Donald Trump and think he's the answer to every problem in the country, and they will not be persuaded otherwise. People I have up until this election cycle thought were completely rational, reasonable, principled conservatives who, have, I think, have lost their minds on Donald Trump. There is no nothing that convinces me that they have made a decision based on facts, based on reality. They are the ones that carry the torch that Ted Cruz is a liar. They carry the torch that Heidi Cruz 
worked for Goldman Sachs and was part of Goldman Sachs to, to do what all the evil things that Goldman Sachs has done. Uh, they yeah. were ridiculous. Uh, they called Ted Cruz a, a Washington insider. He, they called him establishment. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Ted Cruz is and has been a Tea Party candidate, Tea Party conservative. He was voted in on the Tea Party platform. You do not get to call him an establishment Republican unless you are completely out of your mind. Right. <laughs> and so, so, so that's that's so. As far as the Donald Trump supporter goes, that's that's it. That's the beginning and the end. There is no rational reason why anybody who wants to think about themselves as a conservative uh, should reject Ted Cruz and embrace Donald Trump. The end. Now, right. moving on to the subject of the day, is this election at all like previous elections? So I went through Hillary versus Bernie on the Democrat side and the evolution of our support for Donald Trump. And I say that choking the words out. Um, and then, so we'll ask the question, is, the, is, is this like, I'm probably going to make somebody mad, a lot of people mad. I will just go back four years and say, is this at all like 2012? Because what was said about 2012 is that if you do not vote for Mitt Romney, you are voting to reelect, or you're not voting, but you are aiding the reelection of Barack Obama. And so I'm going to go out on a limb for a moment and, and open myself out up to being called a hypocrite. I'll do that for you, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, I will, because I love you, and I'm honest <laughs> and trustworthy. And, and because I held up the sign that said, if you do not vote for Mitt Romney, you will aid the reelection of Barack Obama. Now, in my mind, 2016 is very different than 2012. And I will give the Never Trump people the room to say Never Trump, because 2016 is not 2012. Donald Trump is not Mitt Romney. I think that's plain enough to see. And the reason I said vote for Mitt Romney in 2012 is because if Mitt Romney were president today, we would be looking at the re-election of President Mitt Romney and not the potential election of Hillary Clinton. Right. I believe that 100%, 1,000%, that etched right. in stone. I don't care whether you like Mitt Romney or hate him. The fact of the matter is, if he were president today, you would not see Hillary Clinton in 2016 or 2017 take the oath for office to the White House, the presidency. You would not. You can you can etch that in stone. I guarantee you, she would not be president next year. And neither would Donald Trump. So much of 2016, so much of this election cycle would not exist if only Mitt Romney were president. Now, I'll repeat, that's not to say that you have to like him. That's not to say that you have to agree with him. That's just the way this year is shaping up. So, I think that 2016 is very different in such a way that if you refuse to vote for Donald Trump, I will grant you that and say that if you refuse to vote for him, it does not equal a vote for Hillary Clinton. Because qualitatively, it really doesn't matter who wins. On on ideological standpoints. Because that's one side. Sides. That's 
one side of the equation, though. That's that's only I shouldn't say one side of the equation. That's one factor. I will grant that if you stand on principle and you only look at who's running and their ideological standpoint, and whether you think they'll uh, either candidate Hillary or Donald will act in a way as president <laughs> that you want anybody to act. If you want to stay away from that, I you are entitled to to stay away from that. However, right. now that it's not the end of the story there. The other part of the story is there are ramifications. There are deep-seated ramifications to a Clinton presidency that we are that we know will happen. We know that she will appoint pro-abortion Supreme Court justices. That's without a doubt. We know she will expand the immigration of undocumented illegals. Did I just say something redundant? Probably. <laughs> but undocumented illegals. She will, she will continue to import and allow unscreened dangerous immigrants from overseas from the Middle East that are that are Islamic fascists into this country. She will continue doing that. She will continue to advance the gay and lesbian, homosexual, transgender, LGBTQ, XXX agenda in, as a matter of public policy. Now, you could argue the same thing for Donald Trump. You might have a point there, but we're talking about Hillary. Hillary, this is what we know. And she will definitely continue the legacy of Barack Obama. Everything that he has done so far is everything she would have done for the last eight years had she been president. But now the Democrats get another bite at the apple. They get another swing at the bat to succeed. So America needs to ask themselves, do they want 16 years of Democrat presidential rule or not? Now, as president as well, Hillary Clinton would be able to get her initiatives through Congress. If you don't like Obamacare, you're going to love it because what she's got in store for us is even worse. Think about that. Now, I am not going to tell people who are never Trump to stop being never Trump. That, that would not be what I would do. So to- moment of total honesty, I don't know what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do on election day in November. I have absolutely freaking no idea right now. I but I know I'm not voting for Clinton. <laughs> but, and I know that I'm not going to do something that I can't find a good reason to do. Right. And I'm voting. I'm aching. I'm not voting for Donald Trump. I, I'm aching because I see both sides. I see, I see the never Trump people um, like yourself and I am for in name only. I don't, I'm not a never Trump person, but you can't tell me anything horrible about Donald Trump that I won't agree with. He's a he's a lifelong philanderer. Yes, he is. He's a he's he might be a tax cheat. I'm sure he is. He's a Democrat. Of course he is. Everything negative and unrepublican that you could say about him, I will agree with. I do I want him to be president? No. But I am stuck 4 p.m. on July 4th, 2016. I mean, July 4th. Here I go. June 4th, 2016. Not knowing exactly what to do with my ballot. So don't ask me. I will find the answer. Maybe at the 11th hour. Maybe as I walk to the election polling station, my polling station, on election day. I probably 
I, it's possible I won't know until I have a pen in my hand. But I'm not going to criticize Never Trump people. But I would like to say there is more to this than electing or than refusing to elect a very, very, very poor candidate who happens to be running for the for running as a Republican. There is more than than him to think about. Right. I'm not going to say that not voting for Trump means voting for Hillary because this is not, like I said, this is not 2012 and Donald Trump is not Mitt Romney. If I could turn back time, <laughs> I won't sing it. I will, I would insist even more that those who do not vote for Mitt Romney are the reason why we have the situation today. Now, I know I'm going to step on some toes, but this is my point of view. If you don't like it, get your own show. Right. <laughs> the, the, the price we are paying for four more years of Obama has been nothing compared to a, a Romney presidency, a man who told us he was going to repeal Obamacare, a man who said he learned his lesson from Massachusetts. I believe it. And people were like, no, no, Romney care, Romney care. And he said, that ain't going to happen on a national level. I believed him. Looks like we'll never know if he would have come through on that promise. But as far as we know, Obamacare only became more uh, severe as the law was written for, because Obama continued to be president. We would have had a pro-life president, and some of y'all are going to get angry, pro-life enough versus anti-life, pro-death Barack Obama, who appointed Elena Kagan, Justice Sotomayor, to the Supreme Court. He had two, two, and now potentially three, if he, I don't think it's going to happen, but potentially three justices during his tenure. I would do anything to trade the two justices that he has appointed so far, Sotomayor and Kagan, for anybody that Mitt Romney would have appointed because I know he wouldn't have appointed them. Now, wouldn't you like to take that? Wouldn't you like to take that deal now? Conservative pro-life Christian people who didn't like Mitt Romney because he was not pro-life enough for you. Wouldn't you like to take that deal today? I think Looking back over the last seven and a half years, if you were a reasonable person, you would. I think that is clear. So I am beating on your head right now. Yes, I am, because and there's a part of me, that immature part of me, that is jumping up and down inside my head saying, this is all your fault. And I don't take that with a grain of salt, okay? I'm really not that upset overall. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. So let's let's maybe learn a lesson. I mean, if you want to apply anything that we've learned in the last four years, apply it to this year. Um, I don't know how, which way you come out. Just don't come out like a Trump bot. And say, all will be well if we elect Donald Trump. I don't know. I don't care if he even if he sets the White House on fire because nobody's ever done that before. Oh, my gosh. That's so anti-establishment. I mean, if you even go there, I hope you're in the building when he burns it down. So that's where I stand. I don't know about you. Well, 
a mouthful, and I think that would be a good that commentary would be a good place to end the show for tonight. <laughs> well, I was expecting at least twenty more minutes from Thomas Smith. <laughs> Actually, you said you said everything I was thinking point blank. So at the end of the day, folks, this is what it boils down to. You know, you vote for Donald Trump if you want to. And whatever happens when he gets beat by Hillary, you're responsible for that. You cannot blame us. It's not our fault. I am never Trump. Because of the character of who he is. So at the end of the day, if you want to vote for who you vote for, that's your business. But you're not going to get you're not going to get any craziness coming this way. So be that as it may, Letitia Wong, it was awesome. This show yeah. was awesome. Um, look for a few more shows uh, over the summer as I as I take my uh, vacation from school. I don't get a vacation from my actual life, but right. we will continue. We are going to we are going to continue talking about this. Um, yeah, and talking about other matters pro life related, just as our show is designed to be. And yes. uh, you know, if you want to talk, yeah, yeah, if you want to draw that line. Um, on the transgender bathroom debate, I would just point out really quickly, we can make this a subject of the show because people are like, what's pro-life of this issue about that? Well, I'll tell you. It is about, I'm not making this claim. I'm like, first of all, make this very clear to people. It's not a pro-life right. issue on the face of it for a pro-life person. Who is right. making this? Interestingly enough, who, what party, and I don't mean political party, although the political party applies, is making this strangely, oddly enough, ironically enough, pro-life issue. It is the Democrats. It is the left. It is the pro-LGBTQXXX crowd who is making this a pro-life issue are you right are you provoked are you tantalized you want to hear some more we will probably talk about that on our next show and until then we will see you out on facebook check out our facebook page true life fridays radio and give us a like And we'll see you on our next show. Good night and God bless. Good night. Bye, Thomas. Night, Leticia. You have a good one. Everybody, good night. Thanks a lot for coming.
Be the hope, be the 